You're listening to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining me as my desire is always that each podcast speaks to your heart while answering each and every one of your prayers in the most remarkable way. Why do we waste so much time with idle disputes which bear very few meaningful results, which are much more successful in tearing down rather than building up? Meaningless arguments that are better at sowing seeds of division rather than encouraging with immense joy our fellow yokemen in Christ. But we often find ourselves as the scribes and Pharisees, the Sadducees and the religious elite in the days of Jesus. He was among them, and yet they did not recognize him. Thousands gathered and the crowds pressed upon him. The lame walked, the blind received their sight, and the poor had the gospel preached to them. God's word reveals that it is the love we have for one another that is the singular characteristic that without question identifies us, labels us and marks us as to who we are in Christ Jesus. Today's podcast is titled, I Met Jesus Along the Way. On the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 32, it tells us this. Now that day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But... They were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleophas said, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but did not find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb as well and found it just as the women said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are. How slow to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And the beginning of Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. 
and they approached the village to which they were going. Jesus continued on as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Amidst the global turmoil, economic crisis, the disenfranchisement of peoples, natural disasters, massive fires, floods and famine, disease pandemics, the loss of a beloved friend and a double homicide murder of a beloved young woman I have known since the age of 17. And yet in the midst of it all, I met Jesus along the way. I met him in the most unsuspecting way. Suppose our interaction with a risen savior is unconventional, occurring in a way we least suspect. Suppose again our inability to accept those things that are either out of the ordinary or considered extraordinary causes us to miss that something that is intended to be meaningful for us. And therefore, because we cannot, Jesus merely passes by. Not ever knowing when or if the occurrence will happen again. Most assured, just as I am speaking to you right now, Jesus is not dead, not buried, and not long forgotten as some may suppose, but is alive for all to witness today. We search high and low, seeking to discover a revelation of sorts, one of who he is, but most essentially, who he is to each of us individually. While we are admittedly known that we need Jesus in our lives, our experiences are vastly different, none of which are identical because God calls upon us and intercedes in our lives very differently. We can indeed meet Jesus through the multitudes of his people, but what does he look like and how do we recognize him? What he looks like physically is not relevant. What he looks like through us, because of us, as a consequence of us, is a completely different matter altogether. Loving kindness and gentleness are two highly recognizable attributes that one can consider, as we must see Christ in one another well before we can know with the greatest assurance that he is not dead, but alive in his people. I met a gentleman this week by the name of Jack, an older gentleman of sorts that dwelt together with his grandson, Jason. And meeting him for the first time, I began to see the tears roll down his face and well up in his eyes as he began to proclaim God's word to me. 
as there were many passers-by walking and driving, observing to see what would happen next. We had an intimate conversation about the goodness of Jesus. He began to sing a song that he wrote as a promise to God for saving him. His plea was, if he forgets everything else, he wanted always to remember the words of praise and adoration that he wrote as a promise and so lovingly dedicated to our Savior. The song was full of adoration as it spoke of the goodness of God and the bountiful love that he shed upon his life. As he concluded, our conversation lasted for about 20 minutes. And as the time of our departure grew near, he pleaded with me to pray with him and for his grandson, Jason. So there we stood at a busy thoroughfare. I held his hands and began to pray. And as soon as I concluded with the words in the name of Jesus, there stood nearby another young man who was there for a portion of the prayer as well, unsuspecting to us, that followed by saying, Amen. I am certain had it gone a little longer, there would have been several others. There is, however, much more to the context of this story. You see, Jack was the son of a Southern preacher who, like the prodigal son, walked away and wanted to live life on his own terms. He became heavily involved in drugs and committed for a period of time and later released after promising God and a near-death experience that he would serve him the rest of his life. So severe was his addiction that his only measure of hope was to cling to the words that he wrote on a piece of paper about the praise and adoration and the love that he had in honor of his Savior, Jesus Christ. If he could not remember anything else, he merely wanted to remember those words. Even in his condition, he knew and was not afraid to proclaim that Jesus died for him, even in his condition. You see, Jack and his grandson are homeless and they live under a highway overpass. Optimistic that God was going to fulfill his promise, not necessarily upon earth, but in a heavenly place that Jesus promised to prepare. He wanted nothing more than to simply be clean and an opportunity to feed his grandson a meaningful meal. You may ask, how is this meeting Jesus? Because I have learned over time to recognize him in his people. And by this one simple act of kindness that moved me in such a remarkable way, he uttered these words to me as Peter shared in Acts chapter 3 and verse 6. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. He presented to me with gladness the only thing of value that he owned, his song. Yes, I met Jesus this week. He sang the song of praise to me as if it were an offering to God 
With his arms outstretched, without reluctance, and in the same manner he would sing as if he saw Jesus our Savior face to face. Despite his present condition, he fulfilled the entirety of the law and scripture by a singular act. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. I have no reason to doubt that Jack, like Lazarus, will find himself in the bosom of Abraham and be rewarded much just like the widow with the two mites in Luke chapter 21 verses 2 through 4. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she, out of her poverty, put on all the livelihood that she had. He as well gave all that he had from what it is that he lacked. May we all find a way to be as Jack, that even if the circumstance is less than favorable, we may still find a way to give God an offering of the highest praise, the greatest honor that is due him. I am grateful for my encounter as we were reminded over and again to let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. The blessing I received was abundantly more than anything I could have given that day. For I would only have offered something that was temporal, which is satisfying to the needs of the flesh, but doing very little to nourish the thirsting of one's soul. If I never see Jack again, I can be with the greatest certainty that Jesus passed by. No greater love Jack's final words to me as the tears streamed down his face even more were this. As much as you did this to the least of these, you have done to me. May our love so abound that even during our deepest anguish, we may pause long enough to recognize Jesus when he passes by. Thank you again for listening. If you like what you have heard, please subscribe or leave a comment on the Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, or Overcast podcast platforms. Or send me an email at howarddc42 at yahoo.com. Also, Perspectives has a YouTube channel. You can access it by simply typing the word perspective and my name, David C. Howard. Please join me next week, and may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again.